0: In our lives, we make decisions every single day. We make decisions about what we're going to eat for breakfast. We make decisions about what we are doing at work or what we might be doing on the weekend. Or sometimes we're struck with decisions which aren't so simple and require some thinking and some problem solving and also something called intuition. Today, I wanted to talk about intuition. And I've invited Scott Franklin to be with us to discuss this topic. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's um, I know you've written some books and I know that this is one of your, it's, it's, it's something that you have talked about before. And I, I feel that intuition is, it's such a complex thing. Like it's, you, you know, you can't really sum it up in a sentence or anything like that. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this chat. And just before we get into it, for those that haven't heard about you and what you do, um, are you able just to, to, to give us a bit of background on that?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I'm a life coach. Uh, the reason that I got into uh, life coaching was because when I was younger, I suffered a lot with um, poor mental health. So I was involved in a, in a trauma when I was younger and uh, the trauma basically stole all my confidence and, and my intuition so it took me nearly 28 years for, of personal development and, and seeking mental health professionals and alternative therapies and any, basically anything. I've tried anything and everything to try and find a way to, to heal my mental health and to, and to find my confidence again. And uh, through that process, it was a very, like, I feel like I went through a lot of hard, intense lessons. There was a lot of um, depression when I was younger They thought I was um, suicidal, and the doctors asked me if I was going to hurt myself, and I said to them, I I said, I don't want to hurt myself. I just want to feel better, and the tools and techniques that people are giving me aren't working for me. So um, I struggled a lot with that until I found found the right tools that worked for me, but I also had um, anxiety and panic attacks, been uh, rushed to hospital a few times with panic attacks. I've been put in the the mental health unit at the hospital, trying to find ways to, to get on top of that. And also a lot of social anxiety, just not knowing like how to act around people and what to say and things like that. So all of that really pushed me down the personal development path. Um, also through uh, high school, I I, got a, I studied uh, exercise science at Wollongong University. So I was always fascinated with um, the physical body and transformation. But as I went, as I started to learn more about transformation, like transforming the physical body, <clears throat> it has a lot to do with the mind and in particular, the subconscious mind and the further I went into that I just learned more and more things that a lot of a lot of other people didn't seem to know and there was more tools down that path that a lot of people didn't know even existed and I had a lot of success with these tools myself but further on down my path I got into a a whole lot of trouble. Um, I ended up doing um, 18 months prison for drugs charges. When I got to prison I had to I reframed it in my head it wasn't a prison it was a personal development center and Well, that was my rehab or my personal development center. And that's where I was going to turn my life around. And the way I saw it, everyone in there was there to teach me something. I was there to learn from them. And good teachers either show you exactly who you want to be or they show you the opposite of what you want to be. So it was an environment where there was a lot of teachers in there. But I was fortunate enough to have this one lady in there. She was in there teaching a small business course. But what she really taught was how the human mind worked and She's the one who really turned, single-handedly turned my life around because at that point, I didn't know how my mind works. My emotions were out of control. I had had zero intuition Um, and she just had a way of explaining things to me to help me kind of reconnect with my authentic self. And part of that was finding the intuition because I believe the intuition is the voice of your authentic self. And it communicates with people in different ways. So some people will experience it as a feeling. Some people, it's more of a knowing. Um, and some people, it's a voice. So mine happens to be a, a very quiet voice that's in my heart. So I've got to quiet my mind, listen to my heart. And that's how my intuition will communicate with me. But I'll go, I'll go through it in this podcast later on. Um, a really simple and practical way for people to find it and how to use it in ways like that. And so through this teacher, she helped me really um, reconnect with my authentic self and I and I refound my confidence. And then I started helping other inmates when I was in prison. And, and these were the guys that were in the too hard basket, like other people couldn't fix them or help them. And my tools and techniques seemed to be helping them. And these, these aren't the kind of guys that would lie to you and say, oh, yeah, this works really well when really it doesn't. Um, they'll tell you. And they all said, "Like, what these tools and techniques that you've got are unbelievably good. We've never seen anything like it before. Like, you need to go out and help the whole world with this stuff." So, my self belief and confidence grew grew really fast, really quick when I was in there because I was able to help myself and these other people. And then, when I got out, um, I knew that I needed a. Uh, I went back to my my original job, which was personal training, because I had like the degree in exercise science, that, so so was what I always could always fall back on that as like my trade and then i went back into that but it was the same same burnout and thing that i when i lost the the gym the first time i'm i'm cutting a lot of parts out of the story for efficiency but when i lost my gym before i went into into jail um it was because i didn't have the emotional intelligence or the intuition to know how to how to deal with people or how to run the business and so when i got out of prison i promised my dad that i'd get a normal job again and so i started working at a at another gym more to learn how to run the business and learn the systems because the, the pay wasn't great compared to what I was used to earning running my own business, but I could learn a lot from this person, was very educated in, in kind of personal development and business. So I learned a lot from, from him and then uh, left there and then ran and started running my own business again, but bumped into the same problems again, just the burnout and the the passion was dying and, um. You know, it just wasn't wasn't where I felt that I needed to be. So I knew the next step was to get a a business coach, um, because I had all these ideas in my head, but I didn't know how to piece them all together. And the business coach helped me do that. So it helped me kind of set the foundations for the for the business up. Um, and then we quickly got to a point where I recognised I needed a marketing coach because I had a I had a completely different way of healing people that other people didn't wasn't used to. So I knew it was a lot about the credibility of my stories and what I've been through and the people that I've helped. So testimonials and things like that would be the driving force of the business. But I needed a marketing coach to teach me how to do all that stuff. And so I got a, a marketing coach who helped me do that. I worked with him for a few years and we've like through his help, I've written a couple of books, I've built online programs, I've done retreats, I've done public speaking, I've done podcasts. I literally just go wherever my intuition guides me, like wherever it tells me to go and wherever, whatever it tells me to do that, that's where I'll be because like on a, on a more spiritual side, I feel that when I was in, in prison, I made a deal with myself and, and the universe that if I didn't die in jail, like because I was so scared when I got there, i am go, if I don't die in here and if I can get out and live a normal life again, I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do if you just keep me alive and get me out of here. And I feel that the, the universe got me out of there and kept me alive and kept me safe. So I kind of feel like it's my duty now to do the kind of work that I'm doing for the rest of my days. And I love the work I do. Like I meet a lot of amazing people. I get to help a lot of people. And because people, when they get to me, usually are struggling with mental health or, um, you know, just overthinking and decisions or relationships or dealing with toxic people and stuff like that. Um, I just feel that I've got a set of tools and techniques that I've, that I've learned that seem to work for most people um, and so it's a very satisfying line of work that I get to do. And uh, I've been working on it on another book because I feel the first two books I could, when you learn something and you're doing it every single day, over a five to seven year period, you get better at it every day. And you get, get a bit clearer in how you describe it and, and figuring out who, who it works for best and how to use it. And so I've rewritten the books uh, so that it's more clearer. I've put the techniques in this new book that will be coming out, um, not in the existing one. Um, and so, yeah, so it's, I just feel that it's time to start getting out there more and speaking to more people and getting my message out there. And, you know, and we'll go through it more today, obviously, but the message is really clear, like just for people to know that there is a set of techniques that can turn negative emotions off. But the topic we're covering today will be using the intuition to make good decisions, and so um, I'm not saying don't don't listen to your brain. Like you need to listen to your brain. Your brain's job is to find the problem. But once the brain has found the problem, your intuition's job is to solve it.
0: Okay. T- to be honest with you, j- just to go back to, you know, the start when you told me about the, the 28 years um, of, of healing that you had and even talking openly about it at the moment, I just want to put it out there that that takes a lot of courage um, to, to even – Personally, accept something like that and to talk about it openly. Like, it's, you know, like, uh, I mean, I had, I remember at a teenager, I had a rash under my armpit and I didn't want to tell anyone about that, you know. Yeah. So, it's, you know, so, so to talk about something so serious and something that, you know, has had a massive impact on your life, um, I think is, is awesome because it, it, it encourages other people to, to probably try to follow the same journey. And I mean, you know, it, for example, somebody may not have been through as many things as yourself, but internally they could be going through something similar. And that intuition, like what you said, it guided you. Um, That's, uh, I think that's really important because I mean, even with me as a financial advisor, I'll give someone advice on money and um, investments and I'll tell them what I think they should do um, and what I think is best for them and what is in their best interest. But I'll always say that they need to use that intuition. They need to use that, That gut feeling as well because that person needs to be at peace with whatever decision they make and I think it was the same for you Um, yeah that's
1: right well the thing was I I the way I saw it from a young age is if I don't speak up about this it's never going to get fixed and um I love both of my parents a lot but I I could see a lot of the the uh the flaws in their character in the sense that what they haven't healed and what they haven't done any personal development on and and but I don't know if it's just their generation was more suppressive with mental health stuff, or they didn't have, didn't know where to go to kind of seek the right help. But I remember as a real, as a kid, just thinking to myself, I don't want to end up like that. Like it's not a path I'm going to go down. I'll I'll find a way somehow to to fix whatever's going on inside of me. And yeah, I just that's what that's what I think got me there because, especially in prison, when you if you speak up about feeling weak with your mental health or all that kind, it could be used against you could massively be used against you but it was um it worked out in my favor because not only the lady i was telling you about in the story before there was two other guys who were actual inmates in there who who really tucked me under their wing and taught me a lot about human nature and um, business Uh, one of them taught me like boxing but as an art form not as a form of aggression you know so i've just found that speaking up has always done me favors like it's always you know i might speak to out of 10 people, eight people might be able to help, but two will, but I don't know which two they'll be earlier on because I don't have an intuition telling me who to ask and who not to, but eventually I'll ask the right people and they'll be able to help. And I just think that, the you know, the universe has put me through an intense set of lessons consecutively to put me in a, in the situation here where I can – I started doing life coaching at 30, which is pretty young for for a life coach, but I felt very, very ready for it. I felt like I've been through enough that I could understand – most things of what pe- most people are going through, so yeah, I have no problems being the voice of of what I've gone through. And also, too, I feel once you heal something, you're no longer vulnerable to it. So I, I talk about these things that have happened in my past, but I don't feel vulnerable to those things anymore. Like I don't feel like they're a weakness. I, I've healed all the all the problems and all the issues I was faced with were all healed now. So I talk as I talk about it, it's almost like a form of strength being transformed into a strength for me you now. When I talk about it, gives me energy and. And also I know the, re- the positive repercussions and consequences from sharing my story and message. Some people will hear this and go, okay, that's all I needed to hear. I know it's possible now. I now know that there's there's hope. I just need to find the right person who has the right ways to be able to fix it. And, yeah, once you get through that initial part of your healing, then it's all about intuition, letting the intuition guide you. And I truly believe anyone who's the best of the best at anything knows how to use intuition, whether it's in business, sports, relationships, and Maybe best of the best isn't the right wording, but anyone who's who is like does well in their life is sick. However they define success, they're successful in their life because they've found their authentic self and they listen to that intuition and they're able to make good decisions and you know transform those doubts into confidence through the intuition. I really think that some people have just naturally figured it out or some people have learned it, but those people seem to do really well at whatever they want to be good at.
0: Yep. And do you think some people – from your experience, some people have that, in, they, they found their intuition a lot easier than others because you talked about there's three ways, feeling, knowing, and uh, the voice, you know, having a voice and the, uh, the voice of intuition. And, you know, do you think some people are literally just born with it or they're nurtured with it and they just develop it really easily and others may not and they need either that, you know, a life experience or someone to sort of show them that?
1: Absolutely. Some people have it more than others.
0: Because I won't go too far left field,
1: but when you go into like um, star signs and all of that kind of stuff, some some people's star sign—if you believe in it or not—but some people's star signs say that they they are more sensitive, and the people that are more sensitive tend to be have a strong connection with their intuition and their emotions. So out of there's twelve star signs, obviously each month. Half of people are very sensitive, and the other half are more information driven. So they're driven by information and words and things like that, whereas the others are. Uh, uh, the way that they collect information is through emotion and through their intuition. So half of half of the people would be more naturally able to find their intuition, whereas I think the overthinkers and, and almost like the higher intelligent people who use more intelligence, more IQ, more thinking and things like that, because the thinking brain is the opposite of the intuitive brain. So if you think of it like that as well, if people have careers or lines of work that require a lot of logical thinking, a lot of intelligence, a lot of brain work, then what happens is that's almost like a muscle and that muscle gets stronger. And if they're not in situations where they need their intuition, see, when I was younger, I was the thinker. Like uh, high school, university, running a business, like it's all very much about the thinking brain. But it wasn't until I realised for me to stay, stay motivated for the business and learn which way to drive the business and who to get to help me to help me grow the business those are all intuitive decisions and I lacked intuition and so I failed at every one of those decisions because I didn't hadn't developed that skill. And so because I recognised it was a weakness, but the thing is you don't know what you don't know. So I didn't know to go and look for intuition. No one told me, hey, this is your gap. The, the thing that you're lacking is intuition and this is where you go to learn it or this is how you can do it because I do think it's a learnable skill as well. And just to reverse a little bit, like if you do have mental health Um, challenges mental health can can block out your intuition so if you've got anxiety depression low confidence those feelings can literally block the intuition and so when you go and test to see if it's there it won't show it's not that it's not there it's just it's kind of buried and you need to do some healing work to release the the emotions and thoughts that get trapped inside the cells in our body you need to release all of those so that the intuition can start to come through but Back to your original question, yes, some people are more, can more naturally find it because they're more sensitive and in tune with the emotions, but the people who are more thought-driven, um, using their intellectual brain, more logical, those people will find it a little bit harder to find. Not that they can't, but I just think, to, as far as the question goes, those people would struggle with it more. But then layering in, if you've got mental health, if you've got traumas, anything like that, it literally gets blocked out. and. I do believe in counselling and psychology and psychiatry to a, to a point. I think each of those steps is, is crucial for some people to a certain point. However, those steps will, if you have your intuition blocked out by poor mental health and things like that, those uh, counselling, psychology, psychiatry will not be able to uncover the intuition. You need a, uh, a form of healing, like outside of the box, outside of the, the mainstream ways of doing it to help heal the emotions and the memories that block out the intuition to be
0: able to find it. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. And on that point as well, just on the point of intuition, do you think, and this is just how I've always seen it as well, um, even just talking to clients and friends and people in general, where they have really good intuition, they just don't trust it, Um, you know, or they have doubts that are sort of preventing them from following their own intuition as well. Because sometimes I'll talk to somebody that knows what they should do in their life. They know that they need to leave their job or they know they need to start this business or they know that they need to... You know, change their duties or they need to talk to this person or whatever, but there's something stopping them and it could be um, their confidence. Um, it could be them believing in themselves um, and betting yep. on themselves. Um, but yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I'm sure you've had many cases where you've seen that where it literally just took you having a small chat to someone and just to, just to sort of to unwrap the intuition that was literally there already.
1: So a lot of the what I do, like I've learned different tools and techniques from people I've learned from over the years. But the system I've created is is basically self-taught through the trial and error I've been through, and a lot of my initial clients went through. And I got to some stumbling blocks, and one of, and a lot and a major one is literally what you just said. Then people have an intuition; it's telling them what they need to do, but they can't follow through on it. So my system has three steps. So the first step is to release the negative emotions and the negative thoughts or the negative beliefs that block a person. The reason that this step is so important is because negative, negative emotions and negative beliefs are 40,000 times stronger than the thoughts in your brain, right? So what that means is even if your brain or your intuition is telling you to go and do something, negative emotions and negative beliefs will block you. It's like a magnet. It pulls you back to the old pattern, to the old way of doing it. So you literally can't move forward. It'll be like one step forward, one step back, like, You will not be able to do it. So step one is to release the negative emotions and the negative beliefs that are blocking you. Step two is then listen to the intuition. And then step three is know your values. So things that are important to you and things that make you feel good. So your intuition's job is to link you to those values. But it's really difficult to listen to the intuition when you've got negative emotions and negative beliefs that are blocking it. So that's why I truly believe in in personal development work people that have certain techniques that can help you heal. Because the thing is, when we're born, we develop a set of, of beliefs of how we see ourselves and other people in the world, and they may serve a purpose while we're young. But then when we become adults, it's like, it's, it's like an outdated thinking system. So imagine like an outdated phone system. We're not, we're not upgrading our phone. And counselling and psychology and things like that, they tend to not have the techniques and tools to be able to go and, and uh, fix this initial belief system. So when you go into alternative ways of doing it, when you can get back into the belief system, it's like the switchboard where all the, where all the buttons are. that control the emotions in the belief system. There are ways of changing it. So it's like upgrading the phone to the newer system. But think of it for your, for your brain and all your, your thinking. It's upgrading your thinking system. And that's what a lot of us need—is this upgrade. We need to go through and do some personal development work on ourselves, which basically upgrades the system, and then we basically reinvent a new belief system, a new way of seeing ourselves and other people and the world, rather than using the childhood one that we were given. And mostly, that one is what we've what we absorbed of our parents, um, which they formed in their generation, and it's, it's a different time now, so obviously it doesn't doesn't fit. Um, so yeah, that's what stops it is negative emotions and negative beliefs will stop a person being able to listen to their intuition.
0: Okay. Yeah. And with that second step of, of listening to someone's intuition, um, yeah. what, what, what tips would you give there to somebody listening to this that says, okay, you know, you know, don't feel that maybe they don't have any or any severe negative emotions or beliefs, yeah. but they still can't, you know, they, they need to train that
1: so there's a simple technique that I teach this to everyone. and This is how to find the intuition. So first thing you got to do, think of someone who you know loves you the most. So it could be your whole family. It could be one of your parents. It could be a sibling. But think of that person that you know definitely loved you and then hold that thought in your mind. And then what I want you to do is uh, close your eyes and then take a big breath in, big breath out. So I'm going to ask you two questions. I don't want you to answer these questions out loud. I just want you to listen and feel where the answers come from from within you. Hopefully you hear the first answer in your head and the second answer in your heart or stomach area. So question one, what does two plus two equal? Notice where you heard that answer. Hopefully you heard that one in your head. And then question two, does that person love you? And notice where you could hear or feel that answer. And then when you're ready, open your eyes and come back to the room. So, Michael, where did you get the first answer? Where did you hear four?
0: Uh, I was too busy focusing on what I was going to ask you next, so I didn't actually do it. <laughs> that's all
1: right. So right. I'll do it. I'll give an example of what most answers are. So most people would have heard the two plus two is four. They would have heard the answer four in their head, and then when I asked the second question, "Does that person love you?" they would have they would have got the yes in their chest or stomach area. And when most it, people, that, get that is what I felt actually. Yeah. So the second answer is the intuition. Okay, And so then I would ask the person, the second one, the, the yes one, was it a feeling or a knowing or a voice? And there's no wrong answer, but it's just literally that's how your intuition talks to you. So some people, it's just a knowing. They get a knowing and it might be in the centre of their chest. Some people, it's a feeling, but it's a feeling in their stomach area. So that's why they call it a gut instinct. Um, some people, it's a voice. Some people, it's a mixture. So some people, it's a cross between a feeling and a knowing. Um, my one personally is mostly the voice with a bit of feeling. So I get the voice from the heart and a bit of feeling in my chest. So if a person got both answers in their head, then I'd say, try it again. You want to try and get the first answer in your head and the second answer in your chest or stomach area. And then when some people try it again, they'll, it'll then be in the right spot. Um, if it's around the wrong way, try it again. See if you can get the answers in the right spot. If it stays in the wrong way, then you probably need some healing work. And if both answers stay in the head, then you probably need some healing work. So what happens is when, when you've got uh, negative emotions, and negative beliefs blocking the intuition, you get both answers in the head. And so you just need to release the negative emotion and belief that's blocking it. And then the second one will drop down into the heart or stomach area.
0: Wow. That's so practical.
1: It's so practical. So it's literally two plus two. Does your family love you? That's the one I test. You deal with kids. You can deal with anyone. It's, and there's nothing more to it. You don't need a 10-year degree to figure it out. It's literally two plus two. Does your family love you? Feel the answer in the different spots. And so the first answer is, is answered by the ego. So the ego is the, uh, it's usually the negative voice in the head that tells us everything that's going to wrong about us and what's going to go wrong. But it's a really good number brain. So numbers, measurements, logical problem, finances, budgeting, timeframes, that's what the brain is, the logical brain is used for. So that's why it'll answer four. But the second question was a person and an emotion question. So it has to be answered by the intuition. And so that's why we get the yes with the second one. And so now we've got those two there, we can now start to ask the intuition questions. So it doesn't mean you've got to listen to your brain, but whatever your brain tells you, you've then got to ask the intuition for the final answer. So think of it like this. Think of your intuition as the big boss. And the ego or the voice in your head is like, all the manager and the workers. You shouldn't be letting the manager and the workers be making the final decisions. They can give you suggestions, but they can't make final decisions. So whatever the brain tells you, so say you're overthinking something, problem you're trying to solve and you're overthinking it, you listen to what the brain says, and then you ask your intuition, what's the answer? So you go head, then heart, then decision, or head, gut, then decision. And if it works for you, you'll feel the thought bubble turn off. You'll you'll feel the overthinking turn off.
0: Okay. Wow. And, and also, I mean, I, I did try that before when you when with the two plus two is four and think of someone that loves you. Um, but as I said, I was thinking about the next question I was going to ask you. So I think you do need to have a clear mind as well, so you can actually yes. focus on That's your body right. and what yeah. you, what you're doing. So, but that that is so practical, and I love that because it's sort of because I'm. I'm just picturing someone listening to this episode thinking, Yes, 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 he is right. Yeah. I know exactly what it's talking about, but not knowing what to do from there yeah and and then there's the third step, which is knowing your values as well,
1: yeah, yeah, so have you got an example with the the customers and clients that you deal with? Is there a common uh theme of things that they're that they're overthinking or that they're concerned or worried about or or even fears they have?
0: Plenty. Um, I think probably one of the biggest fear or concern that comes to mind would be a family going through financial stress where they, for example, things used to be okay and something's happened, whether it's loss of job or whether it's expenses have just gone up for whatever reason Um, or just mismanagement they'll come to me and they'll be like look Michael we haven't really been managing our stuff properly we think it's now time to do something where they're feeling lost and they're feeling that they they don't really know where to begin okay
1: well that that's maybe not an intuition like their intuition should tell them to contact you like that's as far as intuition would go in that problem their intuition go, you know what we need to speak to Michael because our numbers aren't what they used to be things have changed we're now lost let's contact Michael and get some help again that's that's what the feeling, the intuition in the in the chest or stomach should tell them to contact you because the because the steps from there are probably more of your coaching and your systems of how you'd help them become aware of where they're up to or what they need to do next. Is that right?
0: Uh, that is right, but at the same time, there's that saying that you can you can walk a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So, you know, sometimes I'll explain what someone needs to do, but then there's always not always, but in many cases there are yeah. other things holding that person back. Ah, and that's when okay. I do have gotcha. that discussion to explore that to, just to make sure that they are believing in themselves, because it's, it's one thing to go to a, you know, to get to all personal trainer saying, Hey, I want to lose weight, but it's yeah. another to actually follow what that personal trainer is telling you and to stick to it and to, to, to get up in the morning when it's, you know, four degrees outside and go for that run or to, to, to put your shoes on and drive to the gym. So I feel that I do have a lot of these discussions with clients about these things because it's, Making sure that they they continue to believe in themselves and they continue to follow their intuition. And and to be honest with you, as an advisor, yeah. yeah, half the time I'm only confirming and clarifying that what that person thinks that they want to do is actually the right thing to do. It's sometimes it's just confirming or giving that person certainty and clarity around yes, you know, this plan that you have is really good. Maybe you should consider this. Otherwise, these other ideas um, are actually great ideas. So it's confirming so, okay, that intuition. So you,
1: you, you give them advice and then after you give them the advice, they've then got to listen to their intuition, whether that is the right advice for them and then what they need to do about it. That's Correct. how that would work. Yeah. Yeah, so they'd very much be needing to use it when when they're talking to you. So I think that this, a, a good general rule is whenever anyone is talking to you, you listen with your ears and you listen with the intuition. So the ears listens for the information. The intuition li- feels for, like, truth and, and vibration and – um like the clarity of the answer. So if, they, if you're talking and their intuition is feeling good, they're like, okay, we're agreeing with what he's saying. Or you might say something and they're like, oh, I feel 50-50 on that. And then you would pick up on that. Your intuition would say, oh, I'm sensing there's something, there's some hesitation or there's something you're, not, you're doubting there. What is that? And they'll go, oh, well, we agree with this part of what you're saying, but this part here, we're not sure if we can do it. And then you could probably go a bit deeper with them and go, okay, well, here's some strategies of how to deal with those things. How do you now feel about it? Then they check in with their intuition, like, "Yep, we feel good about that." Okay, great. Right.
0: Correct. And sometimes it's one. If I'm talking to a couple, which I am in most cases, one person agree, one person feels comfortable with the idea or the strategy or whatever it may be, and the other person um, is uncomfortable for whatever reason or another. So that's when it becomes more of an education thing and sort of making sure that what the advice is, for example, is helping them both get out of what they want in life as well.
1: But even in, in relationship coaching. And it aligns with
0: their values, which goes on yeah, to what you said as well.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So even even with relationship coaching, one of the key themes that I teach people is to get both partners using their intuition because that's how you build trust. And that's how you, become, how you build your own confidence. And that's how you make team decisions. So team decision is when you ask your partner, what does your intuition think about this idea? And then they ask the partner back, what is your intuition telling you? And the intuition should always agree. I've never had an instance to this day where intuitions have disagreed with each other because the, the intuition works on universal truth. So there's always a universal truth to most scenarios and then you get both people to tune into that answer and then they're both on the same page. So uh, there may be some, because I don't know the ins and outs of your of your business exactly. So there may be some discrepancies where it may be a difference in values rather than intuition. So some person wants to, spend more, someone wants to save more or something like that. I don't have a good example, but where it's it's authentic to them what they want to do, but it's just different to the other person. That's probably a challenging situation. But as a concept to use to bring it together is just to get both partners to ask their intuition what the right answer is and then let that answer bring the team together.
0: Yeah, And on that note as well, a lot of what you're talking about relates to our relationship with money as well. And that comes into it. And we actually did a recent episode about that literally it's called our, our relationship with money. And it's sometimes there's previous experiences with money and previous beliefs as well that dictate how we do things now. So it's about looking at that as well. And sometimes interrupting that, yeah, that uh, behavior.
1: So the way to interrupt it is to it. take, take the person back to the time when they had the negative experience with the money and then get them to use their intuition to teach them the lesson of what they should have done differently or what the other person should have done differently.
0: Yes, Okay. That's, that makes That's
1: the wisdom. They need to get the wisdom from that experience. Otherwise, that negative experience will almost bully them in a way to always act a certain way.
0: Yeah, that, so that the makes way sense. To become
1: at peace with that previous problem is to be like, okay, let's go back in time with our intuitions and let's ask our intuition, what should I have done differently? Or what should the other person have done differently? Or what could I have learned from that? And the learning gives you the wisdom and then makes you at peace with that memory so it's no longer having a negative on you. And you can use the wisdom to move forward in a more empowering direction.
0: Yes, yes. And, and very similar to your experience where you know, you've know you had an experience um, and you haven't just learned from it um, and overca- overcome it, but you've used that to teach other people um, to, to do the same thing. And um, and on that note as well, if anybody wanted to get in contact with you or if they want to hear about your um, current book um, or, or your up and coming book, what would you say would be the best way for them to do that?
1: Uh, so you go to my website, scottfranklindlifecoach.com. So Franklin is F-R-A-N-K-L-A-N-D. Um, or check out my Facebook page, Scott Franklin Life Coach or my Instagram page, same name, um, all the links are on there through that can find it through
0: that yeah yeah perfect and and also um uh lastly just before we finish off um i like to finish off with a dad joke always these episodes and um you mentioned before upgrading a phone to a newer system and you know before reinventing the new system so um why did the uh, smartphone have a blurry camera i don't know why um it lost its contacts. <laughs> do you have any dad jokes or very good I know I I didn't prepare prepare you for any, but (laughs) no, that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Probably should have given you a heads up. I forgot the dad (laughs) joke the other week. So I have to have to make up for it. And, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's been an absolute pleasure. um, Scotty, I really appreciate your time. And um, I do encourage anyone listening to this to pass it off to any family and friends that might benefit and, um, and even check out your book, because again, I've heard, I've heard things about it. I've I've been following your work um, recently. And, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate your time. I
1: just wanted to mention, you can download a free copy of my book too from my website. Just click on where it says free downloads. You can get a free copy, but you can get my hard copies on there as well. So both options oh, are there.
0: Perfect, perfect. Thank you so much, Scotty. I really appreciate your time.
1: All right, thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for joining us on sharing more than the sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.